0: What's Tiny Docs? So Tiny Docs is a startup company. Yeah. And what's remind me what their remind me what their mission their mission is.
1: Yeah. So the, the mission is to improve health outcomes for young kids. And specifically we're doing that by making cartoons around different health challenges and health procedures for young kids and their families. And then pediatric offices and hospitals are subscribing to have access to that content to share. With their with their patients to better communicate with them, strengthen those relationships, and make this um, these scary health experiences more relatable and understandable for kids. Like if you're if you're a young and you have asthma, you're going to go under anesthesia for the first time. You don't necessarily know what does that mean or what to expect. But also trying to do more just around healthy
0: everyday living as well too. Sure. So okay. So there's an interesting there's an interesting I'd say like template for this idea Um, and it looks different but it's interesting so in the United States let's call it in the 80s pharmaceutical companies they were able to market directly to the public due to one ad agency finding a loophole in the law which said so long as we don't tell you exactly what it is we're offering you can ask your doctor. We'll provide all of the pain points in the ad. So, yeah. if you've been feeling drowsy, you should ask your doctor about what we have. Yeah. And this was a tremendous breakthrough in, in history of advertising. Prior to that, all of the prescriptions went through the doctor, and the doctor would prescribe to the patient. But ultimately, the doctor was the one facilitating demand, not yeah. the patient so yeah. right? As soon as you got it in, the homes of people in the United States of America, that ad, people started turning into hypochondriacs. this was specifically for an allergy medication. And they went to the doctor and said, hey, I saw this ad on TV and it was supposed to help with XYZ. I want that. And so now you shifted demand from the doctors to the patients It was in their hand. And so what you saw actually is because there were more people than doctors, right? Because you had better opportunity to reach those people and create and cultivate demand from the people side you know that so that company went from i don't know eight million dollars a year to like 800 million really fast really 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 fast that pharmaceutical company and it was because of the shift and so what you see now is united states example case in point i think it's something like 95 98 percent of narcotics Uh, of the world are consumed by the United States. Something to that degree. Okay, point to that. Right now, you guys, the current model is you're trying to go through doctors, right, to pay for subscriptions in which they can offer something to the patients who are ultimately the ones who need it, right? So what, I think, your original question around how can you reach the patients, or in this case, it's the patient's decision maker, which is the parents. How can you reach the parent to raise awareness about the company. Yeah, if they have a relationship with us even before they step into the hospital, exactly. Now then I guess the other question would be this idea, if you can reach the parents so they have awareness, what's that next piece that you could really, where's the monetization opportunity, right? Because I think it's a tremendous idea to be able to look and try and reach the parents first rather than the doctors, right? because so so long as the parents come in there with some basic knowledge yeah. and yeah. start to say hey this is what i have yeah. and then you get the doctors on board and say yeah these are great this is a great uh, content this is great yeah. content yeah. maybe eventually the monetization opportunity is where you say hey doctors are so happy with your product because parents come in educated they spend less time with their patient meaning yeah. they can spend more time with more patients meaning yeah. they can make more money yeah then maybe the original play is getting it in the hands of moms so that doctors ultimately can spend less time with moms yeah. so they can see more patients and make yeah. more money.
1: And also a big part of how it's like a business case for hospitals, even just spending less time with your patients, but it's improving the and like, the, the quality rating and the experience is part of the like reimbursement that providers will get are tied to like ratings, or reviews of their uh, like of their experience or of the health outcomes. So part of it too is not even just like reaching more patients, but it's also from each patient by elevating the, the results or the feedback that, that they're getting. It's like improving the quality of care, improving their reimbursement rates. So yeah, it should more than pay for itself. Perfect.
0: Yeah. So then the question is, how do you a get that product in the patient's hands yeah. or the parent's hands in exactly. this case? And B, how do you show the doctor that that's adding a ton of value to their experience yeah. in their life? Yeah, right. So how do you get it in their hands? And of course, in between that is how do you make sure it adds value, and then C, okay. how do you? So how do you get it in the parents' hands? How do you make sure it adds value to the parents' lives? Yep. And then how do you get the doctor to the know? Value to them, yeah? Right. Yeah. And so there has to be, there, like you were talking earlier, the KPI for the, from the doctor's side, hey, in this community, this is what we're doing, here's our incubated test community. By the end of it, we want to see measurable results in the quality of your care, and we also want to see that you're able to see more patients. So here's the start date, this is what we're going to do. So I think getting at least, you know, two, three doctor's offices that are very clearly involved in the specific community. And then targeting the parents of that community where there's a lot of children, right? So it's gotta be where families live, it's gotta be quick access to specific doctors, you gotta see where. Now, the the game, the doctor game has changed since we were growing up, right? So, you know, are they going to your your classic pediatricians or are they going online first? right? Are they going online and doing the scan? So you have to find the life cycle or yeah. the process of how parents are operating. Yeah. And then find how, the right strategic partners. Right? Yeah. But
1: also one thing we mentioned, the uh, thinking local in terms of neighborhood type Facebook groups, things like that's also made me think of, oh yeah, so if we already have a partnership with a children's hospital in X city, then let's specifically focus on our engagement with Correct. parents that are in that city Correct. so we're, we're really trying to focus our engagement where we already have some traction and thinking I think like thinking spatially
0: thinking geographically is super super helpful it's yeah. yeah well the the so moms are on facebook groups yeah nutritionists that I talk with who are starting their own businesses are finding success in mom facebook groups okay. one reason being there's many reasons why mothers would, would join a Facebook group with other moms, right? One of them being, hey, I just had a baby and my body's freaking out. Yeah. How do I get back into shape? Nutritionists are finding an opportunity there because they're saying, wow, we can really educate moms on yeah. how to, not only when they're pregnant, yeah. but after they're pregnant, yeah. after their pregnancy period's yeah. over, how to get back in shape nutritionally. Yeah. Uh, then there's an opportunity for physical fitness you know that yeah. that side is yeah. totally, but then also, as moms are raising their children, that's their biggest concern. Outside of you know, of course, there's themselves, yeah, and then oh, they care for their, their kids. kids. Yeah, care for the kids. So, yeah. so the, the mom Facebook group, to the extent that that is, and there's now you have to find the dynamic. So, for example, in Loudoun County, Virginia, that's a really popular uh, place for moms to be online. Yeah, that's their home, right? Yeah. Is the Facebook group? Yeah, thriving. In New York City, in Tribeca, it is the condominium private group yeah. that you don't have access to. Yeah. So to the extent that you find more spread out communities, suburban, yeah. not rural, suburban, yeah. I think you're going to have more success in terms yeah. of a platform like Facebook. So to me, your demographic should not be necessarily people who are making millions of dollars a year or even 500,000 more, it would be the people who are maybe in that 150 to 350 range. And that's a total ballpark, but I would say if you can target, now Facebook gets into the details on that, right? So like you can get into the, the weeds of, of like literally zip code, but also what kind of car somebody's looking to purchase, that's a big one you can get into it when you're targeting. You can get into, like, you get an email list. All you need is 100 emails. You can upload that list into Facebook. You can actually build out audience insights and see who's shopping for what SUV. You can see if people are shopping for baby clothes. So you can see all this stuff, and it can add a ton of insights to your search. Uh, so I would look at, yeah, Facebook groups, next-door groups, and then to the extent that there's private communities and you see an opportunity because those private communities are highly, there's a lot of engagement. Yeah. So if there's private communities in there as well, I would start searching there. Then when you talk about fo- focus groups, you know, people have their 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 yeses and nos and, and maybes about focus groups, but I think um, ultimately being able to get, like, product in somebody's hand where you say like this this truly can like tell me your problems you're having as as it relates to this you know health issue with your kid find out the most common health issue yeah find the best cartoon to to inform people yeah we already have some of those so it could be like
1: oh yeah and if we're able to find some of these communities there's a post about my kid has strep throat we can like share, hey here's a video we've already made about strep throat yeah this is helpful also like yeah what feedback do you have on this what can we do to make it better what do you think of the
0: characters what should we build next? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, and and also, yeah, you can look on Google search. It's a free tool. Okay. You can see uh, all the searches around like, what do I do if my kid has strep throat? What do I do if my kid has? And you can see all based on all the different keywords, what has gained traction over time. Yeah. So you can literally inform the videos before asking anyone. Yeah. And you can look by location. So you can see when people are
1: googling, what do I do with my kid has strep throat? You can see what you can kind of see things they're going to, what they, yeah,
0: well, you can do that, of or course, how by their search is changing. Or, no, you can literally look at the quantity of searches for uh, how many, how many okay. times people are searching, what do I do with my kid has strep throat? Like keyword yeah. strep throat, yeah, right. Right. And so, being clear about like, okay, we're trying to solve some of the biggest suburban mom health issues with yeah. their children, and and frankly, some of them maybe. Totally informed and educated about what strep, what to do with strep,
1: yeah. or I think even the if they know about it, the whole idea, is it's also the content's really geared towards their kids. Their kids
0: have better understanding and peace of mind. Okay, so now you're talking yeah. to me about an age group where kids have to be a minimum age, right, to understand that yeah. content.
1: we well, yeah, but I mean that's like the whole. I think one of the main pain points or value propositions that we're trying to offer is like the whole focus. Is a lot of times the communication between uh, a doctor in the parent it's like it's, it's really about they because of the other but the kids aren't really included including the decision or given much information or context about what they're going through what to expect sure, sure. so yeah.
0: what age now how many parents care about that
1: I, a lot of, I mean I think a lot of parents want, want their kid to feel have peace of mind or not be.
0: Be scared, are traumatized by. So that's where you got to figure life out life. what does yeah. the parent really care for? Yeah. Do they not want their kid to have a tantrum? Is that what they want, or is it they want their kid to have buy into the decision, or do they want their kid to have peace of mind? I would try and figure out what parents really care about in that moment, because yeah. there has to be a certain age level, and I don't know the answer to that, yeah. obviously, but yeah. there has to be a certain age level where kids are awake to understand, or not awake, but like developed enough to understand that there is a decision being made and that yeah. they are affected. Yeah. Some parents might say, my kid's too young to understand. I make decisions for them. That yeah. might not be a driver. Yeah, but it's not, it's not necessarily saying they want the kid to make a decision instead of them. That's, that's not the goal of No, no, uh, understood. The yeah. But they might say to themselves, for example, yeah. growing up, my parents always took us to nice dinners with them. Some parents said, my kid's too young to... Yeah. to go to a nice dinner and enjoy yeah. it, I'm not going to pay for that for them. Yeah, Different philosophies. Yeah, But my parents were very much at the mindset of, we want our kids to be treated like they're real human beings. Yeah. Other parents were like, they're not a human being yet, or they're not developed enough yet yeah. to get it. My parents didn't care. They just were like, you're a child, but we're going to treat you as yeah. if you're a real human. Yeah. And we're going to give you empowering, opportunities we're going to let you order at a nice restaurant you know we're going to even if it's chicken nuggets we're going to give you the menu yeah and we're going to do what we can to make sure you feel like you're loved and valued yeah and that's my parents philosophy yeah and i agree with it yeah. i was raised by it yeah but other people have different philosophies and what i'm suggesting is some my parents would be very much of the mindset like oh tj look at this cartoon and see this is interesting right and yeah. it would be a learning opportunity yeah. other parents might say "Nah, you're good I don't need to give you that, yeah. and so I would just try and figure out who those parents are that want to take their kids to a nice dinner, yeah, or or, or give them that opportunity. Yeah. Who wants to educate their kids yeah. in that way? Yeah, and I think there's a specific demographic or a specific type of mom or yeah. dad who want to do that. Yeah, and and that's I think totally our target market. That's your yeah, market exactly. Yeah, and that's and yeah. I'm I got I don't know what that heat is, but that is huge. Yeah, that's huge for you yeah. guys. And it's I mean it's a great concept. I love the concept. That's huge. Any other thoughts along with, uh,
1: I guess, like that that way of engaging with post more like a digital space? Any, any thoughts on ways, other ways to try to build those relationships or kind of get some of that, like, kind of focus groups or inside or build that engagement with, with moms, even, like, in like, in person or in other ways
0: beyond uh, the Facebook group, so those closed networks? Yeah, I think, like, so first... <laughs> The first thing, whether it's online or in person, is you have to find a way to add value to their lives and engage with them like a real person. And that's been the biggest, I mean, it's the biggest challenge, right? If everybody could do it, then everybody would do it, but it's hard to do. So you just, you have to start engaging in those groups and you have to see the conversation first. I think it's, it's observing first. Yeah, you're not just coming in saying hello without context. Right, So it's just learning about what they care about, what they talk about. And then, for example, I'll give you a very simple example. When I was at WeWork, I was at WeWork and I started noticing, I was looking at the feed and nobody uses the member's feed except for like to, to advertise their own stuff or say, hey, we're looking to hire. Like, okay, that's fine. But I was like, man, there's no good photos on here. And and Sab takes great photos and so I have a handful of great photos and I was like what if I just put like a really happy photo and said hi I hope you have a great day Yeah. and that added dude I got like a thousand followers on WeWork which a thousand followers on the WeWork page on my WeWork account is like 500,000 followers on Facebook like you don't get follows on WeWork like it's just not a thing Yeah. because people aren't aren't there for that yeah And it was so simple, but it was so obvious, Yeah. but not obvious because nobody was doing it. Because again, you whole thing, people were just going in saying, oh, here's what I want to put,
1: and I'm out, instead of being like, let me take a look and actually just observe, understand what's going on, and "Hmm," this doesn't seem like it's meeting the full potential of what this could be. Correct. Yeah, I love that. And what the hardest thing to
0: figure out is what's missing. Yeah. Mm. The hardest thing to figure out is what's missing. And like... The reason it's hard to figure out is because it's not there. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, or you can't you see what you don't see. Exactly, yeah. but you have to look at what you've got, and you have to ask if it's there, and if it'll add value, and you, to be honest with you, you don't know if it'll add value until you try. Yep.
1: And also, again, like you are talking about earlier with like, impover failure, and if the thing you thought added value actually misses a mark, that's part of the the success of the victory too because then you learn where the reorients or where it goes from there so again, so if you're i love if switches, failure that's
0: where it, that's where it yes. gets there yeah love failure yeah. like that that aspect that you're talking about yeah. is so important yeah. like if you love forgiveness you have to love failure that's because right. there would be no forgiveness without failure that's right that's right yeah that's right so it's it's this um it's a whole other conversation yeah. but the the idea of being able to engage the groups online in a meaningful way is a starting point. Yeah, I love that. However, if you want to really engage them in an in-person way, you have to give them a reason to uh, to go out of their way to meet in person. Yeah. And this is a challenge, like it's not like I have the answers to yeah. this. Yeah. But I'm the, the, um, in mean, the quest, right, I'm trying to figure yeah. that out in different ways. And I think, I think, as I think about moms, for example, one of the things they're dying for is time to themselves, like self-care. Yeah. So if you offer them self-care with other mothers who can relate and resonate with their time in life, I mean, dude, like any mother with a newborn child, like... That wow. is so like that Hold is a, so much work. Yeah, and it's like if you give them an opportunity for self care, and then inform them that we're sponsoring this event. Yeah, and we really care about you guys. Yeah, and we care about your children. Yeah, and this is how we, this is how we do our thing. Yeah, this how we, we celebrate you. This is how we yeah. celebrate you. Yeah. and this is how we want to, um, whether it's empower you, inform you, whatever it is, but use that as an opportunity to learn more than tell, yeah. right, because I feel like to the extent you get a good partnership with a hospital, you get a good partnership with with physicians, whoever it is, pediatricians, you get a good partnership or two, now you have a target community, now go ham on that target community, just trying to add value in as many ways as possible, partner with, for example, maybe it's, if it's a suburban community, maybe you've got like a blowout, uh, what do they call it, a dry bar, you get a dry bar host a dry bar event yeah. for the moms get dry bar to sponsor it yeah. and they're like hey this is what we're doing because we care about you moms and now dry bar's happy because they get a whole bunch of new customers you guys are happy because you get a whole bunch of people to talk with and then and now they're now it's like okay and they walk away with what I don't know, maybe like a little booklet or something that adds value to their totally yep you know, yeah. But more importantly you do a lot of question asking. Yeah. And you learn. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah,
1: this is really helpful too, That they were trying to get a sense of like we have some of these questions we want to learn but then it's like, you know, where's the best place we can go to really get meaningful
0: conversations going. So this is really helpful like where we can yeah. bring those questions. Well oh, you have to get them you have to find them at their house online, so they live in places online. Find yeah. that home, because yeah. that's easiest to, yeah. to target. Yeah, But then use that to get them out of their house. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is if you give them something worth yeah. going out of their house for. Yeah. And a lot of people will leave for self-care if you give them the opportunity. You say, hey guys, like we, we just got this awesome event. Yeah. We hope you can make it. But... I would also say like, in that process, managing expectations for yourself, to know like, holy moly man, like building a community is a process. Like the stuff in Haiti, I've learned that firsthand from that. Yeah. The stuff in Haiti is, that's eight years, eight and a half years. And it's taken seven of those eight to get the school open. Yeah. Mainly, you know, there's a lot of reasons, privately funding, all that stuff like, dude, community buy-in is huge, yeah. I think that's the only reason that this year, outside of support from other friends and family, but there's no reason for support if the community is not in, Yeah. and so the community has been, I mean, parents show up to parent meetings, like, and when they show up, it's not like they're rolling out of their Lexus and parking in a parking lot, yeah. like, they're walking up a mile yeah. uphill yeah. to show up for a parent meeting in oh, the yeah. freaking blazing hot sun. So, like, community matters and it takes time to build community. So to the extent you can do that with one community, dude. Replicate the model, bring it somewhere else. It's okay. exciting. Thank you. Be it,
1: we're definitely in the planning. We're just planting a lot of seeds right now. This is, yeah, this, like those are the kind of ways we want to be planting. Okay,